Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek for Monday, December 9th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, joined by my co-host, Sean DeShazer, and we're joined by guest Sean Fazan on the show today. Sean, first things first, the Saints lost yesterday to the 49ers, 48-46. to But as we were talking about before we came on the show, it was it was a tough matchup, and it was a good football game in the words of Drew Brees. I don't think you could have asked for a better football game coming into the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, of course, other than a Saints win. Yeah, look, I think if you're a fan of just the game, just the sport, and I, I watched a lot of the national broadcast last night. I mean, they were talking about an epic showdown, an epic matchup. It was a phenomenal football game if you're just a fan of the sport. You know, I left that game, you know, when the game ended and he, he knocked the field goal through, um, you know, you, you certainly felt like, hey, the Saints could have won that game. But also, look, that's two NFC contenders right there. That's two of the best two or three teams uh, in the NFL, top two or three teams in the NFL. and certainly in the NFC. So um, I left the feeling that if everything goes according to plan the rest of the season, wouldn't shock me if both those teams meet up in January again. Sean, Saints offense had not necessarily struggled, but they hadn't been what they thought they could be uh, for probably most of this season. What did they show you yesterday that makes you say, man, this team is back where where it's accustomed to being? Well, look. The quarterback and the play caller were excellent. <laughs> I mean, excellent. Um, Sunday, uh, Drew Brees was surgical, um, and he came right out of the gate smoking. And I mean, he was on fire. And I mean, some of those throws, I think we've kind of grown a little. Uh, I don't know, numb's the right word, or just but those throws are not easy to make. And he made some throw, some throws at the throws at the throws that were just wow. And uh, I think it just goes to show nine still has it. Sean Payton still one of the best play callers in the game. You match which with uh, Kyle Shanahan, another phenomenal play caller. Um, and it was he had the ball last. And unfortunately, look, two minutes and 13 seconds left. Uh, they had a chance to go down and win it. Uh, they went down and got the win game. What they thought was the game winning score. The only problem was 53 seconds left. And in a game like that, you're 53 seconds is an eternity. Yeah, it was one. It turned out to be one of those, you know, last team with the ball wins it. Uh, when you said the throws he made, the forty-nine yarder to Michael Thomas, uh, where he drops mm-hmm. it over the top, and and the DB undercut it was as good a throw as I've seen him make uh, any time. You know, and we've seen him since two thousand and six. As good a throw as I've seen him make uh, at any time. But how about how the offensive line held up? Because we know what San Francisco, San Francisco had done defensively to most teams that really kind of destroyed a lot of teams up front. And the Saints held up well up front. I, I thought they were phenomenal up front. And I really, that's kind of where it all started because uh, had there been a muddy pocket, had there been a, a you know, a more disruption, perhaps we're not talking about the offensive output that we, uh, we just raved about. So I thought that's where it all started. I thought the offensive line in particular and pass protection was, uh, was phenomenal, held up against, in my opinion, the best defensive line in football, one of the best defensive lines in football uh, in the 49ers. So I thought offensive line was a question going in, given some of the injuries and the replacements and whatnot. But uh, I think they've held up really nicely over the last couple of weeks here. Sean, i got to ask you, did they miss the linebackers or in yesterday's type of game would it not have mattered to have A.J. Klein and Kiko Alonso out there? Because it turned into an offensive game, and you know, unless you've got, I guess, Lawrence Taylor or something playing linebacker. I, I don't know how much defensively San Francisco would have been affected. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point um, because it really felt like Kyle Shanahan got a really good read on Dennis Allen's natural aggressive nature and attack style defense. 
And I think he really did a good job of game planning against that with the constant misdirection that led to this huge gaping play. I mean, I saw a stat. They were averaging something like 15 yards per play at yes. halftime. And it was yeah. just big play after big play after big play. So, um, I, I look, you have linebackers in there that uh, don't normally start in, in Robertson and Anthony, but I do think with the way Dennis Allen attacks, I think had Chico Alonso been in and had A.J. Klein been in, they still would have been more of an attacking style and perhaps would have been a little vulnerable to the misdirection and cutback. But uh, I, So to answer your question, probably not. I, th- I do think with the way Dennis Allen runs that, that defense and the way those linebackers like to attack, perhaps they would have still been a little bit vulnerable to those big plays. Sean, I thought it was interesting, a point that Mike Triplett pointed out earlier I saw on Twitter. It seems like people are having more complaints this week about Sean Payton's play calling when they put 46 <laughs> points on the board than they did against the Atlanta Falcons when they put nine points on the board. Yeah, that, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, I think it all boils down to a two-point call. I mean, look, he's, he was – you got to take this when it, when you have a coach that's naturally aggressive in his play calling and is an attack style uh, head coach in just about every situation. Uh, when he gets an opportunity to add one more point than he normally would have, he's going to do it. And um, I thought the the two I didn't I wasn't necessarily I didn't think it was a terrible decision to go for two, but he you know he went for two and obviously the play you know I thought it was interesting that Drew Brees said the misalignment by the 49ers actually helped him. Um, so that certainly uh, that happens and. I think we've seen when you add it all up over the years, Sean Payton's natural aggressive nature, when you add it all up, you're going to win more and you're going to get more positivity out of those types of uh, plays and that type of approach than you will negative. But sometimes uh, it'll happen, and it really all boils down to that two-point play that they didn't get. Uh, and obviously, had they got that and then had the one-point right there, it would have been a you know, a three-point lead uh, with the final uh, touchdown pass to Traquan Smith. Instead, they went in for the game-winning field goal instead of the game-time field goal on the final drive. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw a PS on that one, but, and I'm going to my PS is going to be: you score 46, you ought to win. Mm-hmm. That that right. that should be right. enough. So you know, it, it, you know, I, I know he, you know, Coach Payton was not happy with what happened defensively yesterday. Uh, <clears throat> but did you get a sense of how those guys felt? You know, I guess emotionally or mentally, or however you want to phrase it, after the game. Because a game like that can take something out of you, and sometimes you know you can you can guys can be a little bit low, or they can say, you know what, one hell of a game we played, and now we're ready to go back and get at it. Yeah, and I think this group's been pretty resilient like that, um, and just dealing with you know, I mean, I guess it's only three losses, but I, I got a sense that they were you know they were upset about the loss, but I also think there was a realistic nature that hey, we just lost to a very 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 good team, could have won, some say probably should have won, um, and. You know, it certainly felt like they're gonna, you know, swallow this up this week or this, you know, next 24 hours, wherever it is. And and turn the page. Uh, they got an extra day, obviously, in preparation this week with the Indianapolis game on Monday Night Football. So um, I felt like it was the right mindset. Um, they looked like a team that just played, like Drew said, they were just in a heavyweight bat, uh, heavyweight fight. They just kind of uh, were just trying to kind of get down to rest and get recovered up here. But I, I do think the mindset's gonna be fine. This, the leadership in the locker room and just the overall just tone that I've gotten all year in the locker room, that business-like tone, uh, win or lose, has really been prevalent all year. So I think they'll handle this loss the right way. Yeah, I asked that because after they lost to the Falcons, they, they were mad. They, they were upset. Yeah. They, were, they were ticked off. And if they could have played later that day, they would have. They were, they were upset about that one. So I wondered how the locker room mood was uh, yesterday after that one. 
Well, a question for both of y'all. I mean, you guys have covered uh, the team for some years now, and and it seems like Sean Payton's always kind of looking for some kind of motivation, you know, don't eat the cheese and stuff like that. But now you have a game that, yes, you played very well offensively. You put up 46 points. But do you think you go through the rest of these three games and into playoffs with more of a chip on your shoulder after this loss? Yeah, I think it's a perfect teaching tool because, you know, he teaches off of this a lot. You know, we're doing some things that are going to cost us a game. And some of those things jumped up yesterday and ended up costing them in the end, uh, certainly defensively. So, you know, when you're a coach, there are a whole lot of things offensively you're going to love about that game. But there's always something to nitpick about. But it really, you know, he's going to he's going to hone in on the defense because and, and look, San Francisco's defense got nothing. You know, they ain't going to be parading around either. I mean, they got shredded, too. But if you want to be a championship team, he knows and they know. They've got to be a better defense than that and had been a much better defense yeah. than that. And then just kind of, you know, they got caught up in one yesterday where San Francisco had the antidote to whatever it is they tried defensively for the most part. And that's the thing that's going to, you know, going to get them back in the lab. Because, again, Peyton's been saying, you know, all season we, we're doing some things that, that are going to cost us a game. He's been harping on the penalties. Down the stretch in that fourth quarter, they had some penalties that really turned out to be huge. Now, the, the, the personal foul by C.J. Gardner-Johnson, man, I, I don't know what else you do. Yeah. You know, I just don't know and what else And he said it you... after the game. He was trying to avoid yeah. the head-to-head contact yeah. and just kind of turn his head. But like you said, there's not much yeah, you can do. I, I, don't, I don't know what else you do. But unfortunately, it ended up costing him. And, and so, you know, there are teaching moments that go along with these. And I'm sure that Coach Payton and Dennis Allen and, and everybody else is going to be harping on those teaching moments. Sean, anything to yeah, add? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. This is the time of year, December, when you're when you're basically separate from the rest of the pack in terms of the rest of the conference, and you're one of the elite teams in the conference. It really is all about the details. And right now, you know, one seed is outside of their control, but they can still, uh, you know, there's still plenty uh, to gain by having playing your best football here over the next three weeks. Uh, whether or not they get the one seed is, you know, to be determined. But they can they still get a first round bye. They can still get home field. They're going to get one home field. Uh, playoff game regardless so I absolutely think um, this is the type of game it, it's uh, where you can certainly learn from you can certainly coach off of and you can certainly use it as a hey we're as good as anyone but we still lost so we still have to hone in even more on these details that can get us beat because that's how fine the line is especially this time of year especially with some of the contenders in the NFC and really the entire NFL. All right, Sean, we'll go ahead and let you go. We appreciate your time today, and uh, make sure you follow Sean on Twitter. Sean, what's your Twitter handle that people can follow you on? At Sean Bazan, Fox 8. Simple enough. All right, Sean, we appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Today's show was brought to you by SeatGeek. If you're trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event, it can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. With SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple taps. With their deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners, that is you, get 20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use code GOSAINTS at checkout. SeatGeeks for the best deals on tickets. All right, make sure you check in on NewOrleansSaints.com or download the Saints app for all of your insight onto yesterday's game, including a breakdown from John DeShazer and his article 
to recap yesterday's game along with interviews, highlights, and much, much more. For Caroline Gonzalez, John DeShazer, Sean Fazan, thanks for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.